This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Welcome to Riffin' with Raph and A.D., Coming to you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Now here's former Huskers, Chris Raff and Aaron Davis. All righty, everybody. Guess what? Back again. Riffing with Raff and AD. It's Wednesday night, the quickest two hours of the week. AD, what do you have to say? Wait a second. AD is not here tonight. We got change up, change up in the program. We got, we got, we got Harrison coming in strong tonight. AD is flying from one of the greatest cities in the fifty states, Denver, Colorado, home <laughs> of the Denver Broncos. And How are you feeling about them? I never really asked you. Oh, I feel good. Had their first practice today. Yeah. Russell Wilson coming out there. They said that the buzz at the um, facility where they hold their training camp was the buzz like Peyton Manning had back. Really? Was, yeah. And that's pretty cool. I, I went to training camp there probably three oh, – who was the quarterback? Yeah, probably three or four years ago I went. And it was all right. They had a couple thousand people there. What was the quarterback at the time? Was that still – It was – that wasn't Manning. That was Nah. It was the year it was it was um Case Keenum. Okay, yep. Yep. So Case Keenum was taken over for him. But I was hoping that maybe Chad Kelly would straighten up a little bit and mm. make a run at it because he has a ton of arm talent. He can throw the ball. But the problem is with him is between the years. He has it's trouble with the playbook. Well that and personal life he, oh, he got okay. in a lot of trouble and then it was was it von miller's halloween party like yeah yeah okay i do remember <laughs> went into somebody's house and wasn't his <laughs> yep now it's coming back to me yep. i remember the story but last i'd heard he's in the cf cfl now playing but i really haven't heard anything usually jim kelly's really good about you know keeping people up to date about how he's doing and stuff like that but man he could throw the ball that day i was there watching him i was like if he would just straighten up, but you hear that a lot about a lot of players out there, you know, it's like if they would just straighten up, but did not happen, did not happen. So, and then we've got um, Big Ten Media Day. Yeah, that's been going on. I think the guys are on their way back right now, the ticket guys. So I'm sure they'll be a little bit, uh, what do you call it? Oh, I'm blank on the word. When you fly in a plane and then you're delayed off time. Oh, jet lag. There jet lag. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll have some jet lag, but yeah, those guys will be back tomorrow. And uh, yeah, that was pretty good though. They got some pretty good stuff on Big Ten. Media oh yeah, I I definitely wanted to throw a shout out to those guys. Mm-hmm. I was I listened as much as I could while they were there. Um, 
Vershawn Scoop Jackson. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you listen did you listen to Hill Mini today? I got bits and pieces. When I was listening, it was mostly Jay Foreman. I didn't get to hear Vershawn today. So, so VJ decides he's gonna get um Coach Franklin at Penn State. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, I think that's Coach Franklin sitting over there on this. Yep, that yep, that's Coach Franklin. He's over there. He goes, I'm gonna grab him. I'm good. I'm gonna grab Coach Franklin when he comes by. So Coach Franklin comes walking by and v, VJ, this is live. VJ's like, Coach Franklin, Coach Franklin. And you hear I don't think Oh, who was with Oh, it was um, Jake. Jake Jake's, was with him. Jake Sorensen. You hear Jake laughing. And you you hear VJ. Don't don't do me like that, Coach Franklin. Don't don't you act like you don't hear me. Don't act like you don't hear me, Coach. Just walked right by. Him. Walked right by him. But Jake's like, VJ, I give you props because when you said Coach Franklin, he did freeze for a second. But then what happened was the um, SID that was kind of escorting him around is like, oh, keep going. Sorry, we don't have time for you, and walked him on by. But as he was walking by, VJ's. Coach Franklin, don't do that to me, Coach Franklin. Don't do that to me. And I, I was, just, I was laughing because I don't think there's anybody but VJ that would probably do that. Oh yeah, he's gonna go for it. Oh, he, he, he kept on calling his shot. He's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get, oh, Penn State's athletic director. He's like, uh, yeah, we're gonna get Penn State's athletic director on here. And Jake's like, why, 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 why do you want Penn State's? He's like. Because I'm Scoop Jackson. That's what I do. <laughs> he's, the, he's calling himself Scoop Jackson. Scoop Jackson. This is this is the same VJ that, what was it, two months ago was going, I'm not part of the media. I'm not part of the media. I just host a show. However, I'm still a player at heart. Nah, yeah, now he's Scoop Jackson. <laughs> so now he's, now he's Scoop Jackson. So you got Scoop Jackson. And then yesterday, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the Barry Alvarez interview. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. Barry Alvarez was awesome. And the whole time the, during the Barry Alvarez interview, you have Jay Foreman, who's sitting there the whole time, and Jay probably holds a little bit of a grudge because Jay wanted to play for Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and finally it came up, and Jay's like, Coach Alvarez, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm Jay Foreman, and Coach Alvarez is like, Jay, I, I know who you are, and that, that right when he said that, Jay's like, then if you knew who I was... Why didn't you recruit me? Why didn't you offer me a scholarship? <laughs> and then he starts naming off the players that played for Wisconsin that he had played 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 against in high school, and it's like, I took care of him in high school, and I took care of him. I thought for sure I was getting a scholarship. <laughs> so that was that was awesome. Yeah, definitely be sure to catch those podcasts because they're they're all up right now for the most part. I think they're kind of scattered, but I know the captain and then one on one with DP has them. But yeah, I like the ones with Barry Alvarez a lot. Those those were super cool. Yeah, kind of because former Husker too, getting some of that in there. And it's cool to hear him talk about. They asked him about what he took from Nebraska to Wisconsin. Yeah, because a lot of people from the outside looking in, I've always you know I've always thought to myself, well, he just took you know cookie cutter. Boom, Nebraska, I'm taking it to Wisconsin. But yeah. really, that's not what he did. He He's like, there were parts of Nebraska that I took with me. So he talked about he talked about how the walk-on program, he wanted to take that, you know, up to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, talked a lot about Bob Devaney and how Bob Devaney was a big influence on him. So that was, that was cool to hear that. And like you said, 
those podcasts are going to be up. And you can always go back and listen. You can go back on the 93.7. Yeah, we got the streams, too. So you're going to just rewind the stream and always listen to them. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to rewatch that one with yeah, VJ trying, <laughs> trying yeah, to get Penn State's coach. They were talking about getting a GoPro for VJ next year. So <laughs> to all the places that he – it was it was entertaining. And as much as I was trying to – I was busy with some other stuff, but as much as I was in the car, I was trying to catch them as much as possible because it was it was super good. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something – I think DP had put up a little poll on his Twitter feed about should they do the basketball Big Ten media day. Oh, I'd hope so. And it's like that's – you've got to do it. Yeah. I mean, you got to, and you got to let Strick spread his wings a little bit. You got I mean, Strick. Strick knows his football. Don't get me wrong, but that guy is—he knows hoops. If you ever get a chance to watch a basketball game with Eric Strickland, you definitely want to do that because it's—it's it's different. Like I've watched a million basketball, college basketball games in my life, until I watched a game with him, I was like, all right, my eyes are open to a whole different world that I did not know was there. Yeah, that'd be good to get him out there. Especially, too, because I'm always kind of curious where what the feel for Nebraska basketball is like out there in the Big Ten. Like, obviously, it hasn't been a historic program by any means. So, trying to get the feel from, like, what other guys' perspective on Nebraska is kind of helps you realign, like, what needs to be done and even just get the recruiting off the ground. Because right now, we got Walker back, Derek Walker back, obviously. But there's still some pretty big holes on that Nebraska basketball team. So, That'd be a good one to go to. Just try to get a feel from like where Nebraska sits around everyone else. Like obviously, we kind of know where we sit. We'll see what happens with these additions. But yeah, that'd be a really good one to go to. Get Strick out there. He'd oh, love it. Definitely. The only problem with that though is with Strick getting out and getting his name out there into the Big Ten. <laughs> Come next year, we probably won't have Strick with us. He'll probably end up getting recruited by some other <laughs> yes. coach in the Big Ten and going helping them out. Um. I saw Bryce McGowan's was back in Lincoln. Yeah, he, it, I, I didn't realize that either. But yeah, he was back out in Lincoln signing some autographs. It does. Saying. It does amaze me though these players that that get drafted and you know they return back to Lincoln. Yeah, because he's over in Charlotte, and that's 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 such a good look for the program. It helps a lot. You always hear recruits like, oh, "I don't want to go to Nebraska. It snows a lot, and it's too cold, and it's stuff like that." But then once these players, you know, graduate or move on, mm-hmm. you know. They're back in Nebraska, so that's that's good, and that's good. I think that's really good for the basketball team too. Oh yeah, see that to, guy. Ha- to have him back, and hopefully he continues to return. Mm-hmm. And that that culture, that's something. If you can continue to build that, because is that is it three players in three years in the? the, the see Delano Banton, so two Isaiah Roby, yeah, and Bryce McGowan. So that's three straight years. That yeah, you, that's so. pretty good, and like. Who was even the last player to go to the NBA from those guys? Does, oh, does it seriously uh, go all the way back to? Oh man. Okay, this is where we got to go to the text line. If anybody's yeah. listening right now, feel free to text us on the Sarder Heyman text line four zero two four six four five six eight five, or you can call in Honda Lincoln Hotline, same number four zero two four six four five six eight five. But who was the last Husker basketball player before Isaiah Roby to go to the NBA? I'm. I'm drawing a blank. I keep on. I, I know it's a large gap. That's because I don't know if Vincent did Vincent Hamilton. I know he, but man, that's a long time ago. That's. I'm stumped. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, no, it'd be super cool. It it, it is good to see those guys because even Isaiah Roby, he's kind of held his connections to Lincoln still. And he just he just signed as a free. Was it the Mavericks? Uh, Spurs maybe. Spurs. I think he's on the Spurs. 
so yeah that's huge that's huge for him and he I, he did everything he had to do i think in oklahoma city oh yeah he had some games where he put up 25 plus points yeah. and he was like pretty efficient too he he definitely did enough to like give himself more time yeah he is on the spurs now spurs mm-hmm. and that's you're gonna be, get some good coaching there for sure with popovich there so that's great and then another thing happened today that i read about two hours ago roger craig did not advance into the finalists of the nfl hall of fame again seriously again. I, I missed it they just put that out two hours ago oh my goodness i i don't understand it i'm tr- i try every year to justify what they're doing to this poor guy but he is a hall of famer and then two weeks ago when we had that talk about whether he should be in the hall of fame or not my buddy brad brad burlington shout out for you there brother Brad Burlington is a huge Roger Craig fan. Their entire family, huge Roger Craig fans. He messages me the next day after that show because we were talking about how he was the first running back to go 1,000-1,000. He goes, Raph, he wasn't the first running back to go 1,000-1,000. He was the first fullback to go (laughs) 1,000-1,000. He was still – see, I thought – when he went 1,000-1,000, Wendell Tyler had left, and then he took over the eye-back role that, that year. So he was still at the fullback position when he did that? He was playing fullback. <laughs> Wendell Tyler that year rushed for close – I think it was close to 800 yards on like five yards of carry. That's absolutely insane. So not only did he did he go 1,000-1,000 that year, and I believe he led – oh, Brad, you're going to correct me on this, I know. He had one year where he led the NFL in catch with the 92. And I believe that was the year he had the thousand receiving. So he had a thousand, one thousand blocked for an eye back that had 800 yards rushing on five yards of carry and still is not in the Hall of Fame. And people are like, well, it was just one year. However, you look over all of his years when he finally took when he finally took the mantle away from Wendell Tyler at mm-hmm. back yep. or tailback is what you call it at tailback. He was second in the NFL in rushing, it had like, like close to 1,600 yards rushing one year, while still catching the ball 80 to 90 times, 70 to 90 times a year. And the stat that always blows my mind is he played 10 years in the NFL, played with 49ers, Raiders, and the Vikings, 10 years. 10 straight trips to the playoffs. You've got guys that play their entire careers and don't even get a chance to sniff the playoffs. I mean, the Cowboys there for a while. I mean, you you were going 14, 15 years. They weren't even Yeah. They weren't even close. And here he would every single year that he was in the playoffs. Yeah, we were talking about that before though. Just like the Hall of Fame in a lot of sports is so broken. Oh, it's it's a mess. Cuz who what did AD said the voting is like it's, it's the media, the media. Yep, and that just doesn't make any sense. And for a lot of years, what happened was there was an east there was an East Coast bias because all your great media writers were in on the New yeah. York Post, New York Times, Boston Globe. So East Coast, it's huge. Well, they got personal connections with those players too. That yeah. makes it all the more complicated. And it's still, it's still, I think it's still there. One of the names that stuck out to me tonight when I was reading the list of finalists is Joe Kleckel. You ever hear of Joe Kleckel? No, it's not ringing a bell. So, so Joe Klecko played defensive line for the New York Jets. He was a good he was a good player, but is he was he better than Roger Craig? 
if you put them head to head on their careers, Roger Craig is head and shoulders better than he was. At the time when Joe Kleckel was playing, you could have made the argument that Mark Gastineau was a better was a better defensive lineman than Joe Klecko was. So you have Joe Klecko, he's a finalist. Um another one that name that stuck out was um Sterling Sharp, Shannon's brother. And I really think that Sterling Sharp is in the, one of the same boats as Roger Craig. I hope that he gets in. He's the years that he played, it was kind of like a Terrell Davis career. Mm-hmm. Like the years that he played, he was the best receiver in the NFL, putting up insane amounts of yards, insane amounts of catches, and he was just a freak. If he doesn't hurt his neck, he's he's right up there with probably Jerry Rice and Larry Fitzgerald and Randy Moss is probably the top four or five ever to play. Oh, and don't forget Terrell Owens. Oh, yeah. Put him up there. That's another another guy. There's- Terrell Owens was a first ballot Hall of Famer. No matter what anyone says, it's not what you did off the field, whether he was doing sit-ups in, front, in his front lawn of his Philadelphia mansion. It's what it's what you do on the field. Yeah. This guy had, I think, 18,000 yards receiving. I should look it up. But yeah, crazy, crazy amounts of touchdowns. And they don't put him in the Hall of Fame the first year because there were journalists that had beefs against him that did not enjoy him as you know they didn't like him as a person and it's it's so wrong and it's it's stupid because like you said you're not judging the guys for their character you're just judging them on field play yeah that's all and like having media i just it, and like you can have i don't even want to call them media if you have like some like real like especially when you get to the nba like some historians or the nfl like people that just know the sport from the beginning so you can call them media but just Make that like ten percent or five percent, even. Like I, I hate the idea that the media yeah. judges these guys when they've never stepped on the court or yeah. field or it's, whatever you're voting on. It's so frustrating. Like me, huge Broncos fan. Hey, does everybody know that I am a huge Broncos <laughs> fan? I'm sure. But there were years that went on with the Broncos that they had players that if you took Broncos off their name, took their names off, and you compared their numbers to other players that had made the Hall of Fame. The Broncos players, most of the time, were if not even, were better than the players making the Hall of Fame. However, they did not have, you know, they didn't play for the New York Giants. They didn't play. The media wasn't there. The voters, the people that vote on it, weren't necessarily covering yeah, the Broncos. They weren't. Savvy. They weren't. I mean, until, until like with John Elway, when he arrived in 83, mm-hmm. I remember it. Oh, aging myself again. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I remember going I remember going to Denver in nineteen eighty two and Denver was it was Denver, it was all right, but it it wasn't like hustle bustle, crazy wild. And then you go back seven years later when John Elway's like writing his uh, eighty nine, yeah, eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine, you go back and Denver the whole entire town changed. Really? Just because of that he was a one man the one man show like when they always talk about John Elway getting his team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They lost the game three times and they say John Elway was a one man gang. John Elway was a one man gang. There was, there wasn't much around, especially on the offense around John Elway, but what he did for the town, it's, it's crazy. It, it's in, he turned, he turned that whole town completely. Not only was it good was the football. It got better or, I mean, football was decent seventies, but he brought so much to the town economically. I mean, he did make a lot of money on car lots and stuff like that too. <laughs> and now he's he's back at it again with a lot of car lots in Denver. But 
but yeah, it's it's so sad. But then the steroid era. I hate yeah. to bring I hate to bring that up, but but like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. You know, people don't say his name anymore, Sammy Sosa. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what. I know you're too young to know this, but the best time ever to watch baseball was 97, 98 when That's what I hear though. Oh, I my. hear that every time. It was it was so awesome. Like you would like ESPN would cut into games and be like, "All right, uh Barry Bonds is going to, going to bat." And then they'd cut back to normal programming. And then Mark McGuire would be coming up to bat in St. Louis. All right, Mark McGuire, we're going live to Mark McGuire. Just to track the home run battles going on. Oh, it was it was insane. Yeah, and honestly with that, like it doesn't bother me just because Yeah, it's it's cheating, but like I just kind of feel like everyone was kind of juicing at that point. Oh, Obviously yeah. some dudes were weren't and they were getting short end of the stick there, but it felt almost balanced because you knew the guy they were going up against was doing the same thing. So yeah. it was just people launching bombs. Just and it, and, er, and everybody and everybody that hates on these players now were the ones at the time that were making their money. Like yeah. these newspaper play these newspaper writers, these journalists, they were cashing in on these guys because their their papers were going left and right off their Oh yeah. The media was going. I'd they, say that was probably when baseball is at its Oh, the peak. peak. Definitely. Yeah. For viewership. Yeah. I mean, Mark McGuire was going to opposing one well, home field too, but opposing fields. And they would go two hours early just to see batting practice because he was launching. You thought he hit far home runs in the games and batting practice. He, he was, we were at, um, in Arizona, I don't even know. Is it the Bank One Ballpark? I don't even know if it's still Bank One Ballpark or not. I, th- I think it might be changed. I'll yeah, look it up real quick. They they change names a lot, and these they like that sponsorship money. Oh yeah, how do you feel about? I never asked you. I'll I'll ask you later. But Heinz Field, that one too, kind of. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> AD Three Rivers. <laughs> See, the spirit of AD is with us here tonight. <laughs> three Rivers. But so we were at. I think it was the Bob, but I I know they I think I'm pretty sure they changed it. I don't remember what it's Chase Field now. Chase Field, mm-hmm. maybe Bank One's. Okay, so Chase Field, there used to be an Applebee's that sat sat in left field of the um, of the baseball field, and we were there for a bowl game. Gosh, I I think it was actually Nebraska Tennessee. We beat them pretty good. Fiesta Bowl. Charlie McBride's last game as defense coordinator. What year was that? I'm going to say 2001. 2001? I think it was. 2000, 2000 season, 2001. So I'd be two years old. Got to watch that on YouTube. Yeah, check that one out. It's a good game. Yeah, it's fun watching uh, old Husker games. It's a lot yeah. more fun than the modern highlights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was that that was a good game. I think – I know – think yes bobby newcomb i think had a punt return for that game that was pretty electric but that was it that was a beat down and it was crazy about that was tennessee went on was that i hope i'm gonna get my games confused yeah yeah no the next the next year tennessee went and won the national championship okay and nebraska beat they beat them down that game was it even close no not at all not at all so we were down there Actually, what we'll do is we'll go to break right now, and then when we come back, I will tell my Mark McGuire 
home run story. So, all right, we'll see you in a second. This is a 30 second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So, you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops.